0: Welcome back to Arcade Cozy, uh, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey, and we are coming back at you once again with episode number. What is it? Twenty nine? Twenty nine? I thought I thought it was, was twenty eight. Is it twenty eight? Oh no! Or is it twenty nine? I don't know. What have we done, everybody? Hey,
1: that's the good thing. We're at the point now where we're just kind of losing track. I know, of
0: we're that. forgetting. Okay, this is twenty nine, Corey. You were Gosh. right. You were right. There we go. <laughs> Twenty nine, sir. How um so how are you doing? How are things? I am
1: doing good. And a nice laid back Saturday out in the sun. Good barbecue eaten. Had a good, good week. I got the approval to be partially back home working um, Very from nice. home. Um, my office went back. Full time in the office last like March, much to my chagrin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've now been approved to work from home a couple of days a week, which I'm excited
0: yeah. for and yeah. totally will not abuse. Yeah. Yeah. It's whatsoever. very exciting, though. That's a, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, not to dig down too much into a tangent, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think a lot of people are at that point where it's like, we really like, do we really need to be in the office five days a week? Like, um, regardless of the job, I mean, in, unless you work in like a retail space where like you have to be there physically for the business just to operate and run. Um, yeah, I think there's, I think hybrid work schedules, a lot of basically everybody is at the point now where it's like, yeah, hybrid work schedule is the only way to be. Yep. If not remote, but (laughs)
1: thing i'm gonna be losing is a couple of monitors so i'm going yep. from three to one which oh, honestly no. i don't care yeah i'll still have i'll still have those at my desk when i'm in but
0: fewer monitors to in. be checking up on all of us citizens big government man <laughs> <laughs> How was your week dude <laughs> <laughs> um that's good yeah it's um yeah it's It's warming up around here, which is kind of funny. I saw somebody, um, that I regularly interact with, not regularly, super regularly, but somebody that I interact with who lives in Canada, who said that it's been like negative 30 there regularly (laughs) for weeks. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to target in a t-shirt and Birkenstocks and, uh, so, I don't. I don't really understand what you're going through. Don't quite um, relate there. Yeah, which is. I mean, it can be kind of a a sad thing because I do enjoy colder weather, and I don't love mm-hmm. whenever things start heating up around here. Um, but but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a plus when you consider the alternative where it's just like flash freezing on your face the second you walk out the door. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, other than that, it's, it's been, I mean, that didn't really say how my week was going. I was talking about somebody else, but, uh, my week partially because of the nice weather has been nice and pleasant. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, but Corey, Corey, today we have, things to talk about you have come yes. to us with some expertise on horizon forbidden west i have come to us with us for us today with yes. some initial <laughs> entry level novice level thoughts on the one and the only elden ring Corey, elden ring did you That's hear the re- did the you hear the reviews cory best game all- of all time Um,
1: (laughs) no i have seen all the 10 out of 10s all of the um just like it's the game of the year xyzs and i'm sitting here like you know that's cool i get it you love spicy food like spicy food's great guess what i hate Mm -hmm. spicy food i'm going to enjoy my wonderful cupcake which is forbidden west (laughs) i am loving it that to say, I will be playing Elden Ring. No, yeah, yeah. Forbidden
0: West. Let's let's
1: not kid ourselves here. I mean, th- I think uh, at
0: this point, I mean, if you if you don't, then you're just out of the conversation. Like you just you can't even participate anymore. Like we have goatee discussions at the end of the year. We have to have we have to pull somebody else on. I don't even think you're allowed to talk about it at that point.
1: <laughs> Unless you have played Elden Ring, your opinion, sorry, <laughs> as a gamer, plot twist: you're not a gamer anymore. Your yep. opinion doesn't no lot does yep. not matter.
0: Yeah. 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 We'll but Corey, that. I mean tell us about tell us about your cupcake. Tell us, um, I want to oh, hear about Forbidden delicious. West. Um, partially because I in Lead Up to Elden Ring, I absolutely bulldozed through Horizon Zero Dawn. Um yeah, I wanted I played it before, went through a new game plus, and virtually just did not do anything other than mainline stuff i did do the frozen wilds dlc um which i had not done DLC. yeah had not done prior really enjoyed it um but everything else i just absolutely stampeded my way through um so i'm i'm pretty fresh off of horizon um i'm looking forward to digging digging into forbidden west once i do so so uh how are, how are things how's it been
1: It is pretty good, and so last week when I talked, I was probably only like two hours in. I had done the tutorial and was on my way off to the Forbidden West. Little did I know that there is essentially a second tutorial area, and then it goes you off into the Forbidden West. Uh, But I'm roughly like 23, 24 hours now um, into the game, and it is an absolute delight. I am loving every second of it. Um, I have not really focused on the main quest. The main quest, as the game opens up, you're searching for Gaia um, okay. to find a, a replacement back to essentially like, hopefully, like reset like the processes that were in order of like maintaining the biospheres, and that's okay. what this red light is now coming up and like killing everything. So you have to find Gaia and. and like bring her back that way that can be resolved okay too bad i'm busy doing side quest um (laughs) (laughs) sorry gaia um but i mean i have just worked through i did about everything there is in the initial what i call the second tutorial area which is called the daunt i spent around 10 hours in there i would say okay um, maybe a little bit less, but essentially I did everything you could left there very high level, lots of skill points earned um a, a decent build set up and I was really enjoying it. I'm like wow this was this was good, and then it tosses you out into quote unquote the forbidden west and okay re- in reality again, you're still not in the forbidden west um you're essentially in no man's land is what it's called, and so there's this tribe called the utara which is like all of the if you've seen any of the trailers it's all the vines and like the villages built within satellite dishes okay um i don't know if you've seen it but it's essentially like the all these old satellite dishes and they've gone and built this incredible like vine like very green village um with lots of like weaving for armor um like the armor that you saw in the state of play is kind of where mm-hmm. you get that from is from there. Okay. And yeah. yeah and so I did tons and ton a majority of the side quests there. You run into old characters from zero dawn who have found their cells heading to the forbidden West. Um And I just, I think I hung around there so much cause I found cause it's very politics heavy. Sorry. I'm kind of getting caught up in my own thoughts here. No, you're good. Uh, but the game is very like very politically heavy as it's like you're managing between the tribes. Like there's um the Utara, who you're with in Plainsong, which is like in no man's land. And they have the whole belief of the natural cycle, like we're born, we die, we decay. So they all carry around seeds that they're given to when they're born. That way when they die, um, those seeds plant where their bodies okay. fall. And so it's they have like a very like this is like how we live, like they use um they, it's never really described. But they've essentially like partnered with like machines to help like cultivate the ground, like till the ground for them, lay them out. They they view them as gods essentially. Okay. It's just like, no, you you don't you don't hurt them kind of a thing, and there's a whole quest like around like, oh, they're being hurt, they're not coming back. Um, we need to figure out what's going on. And of course it leads into the main quest there. Um, but it's the whole it's lush green, it's beautiful. Like I couldn't leave there just because of how fascinating like the world that they had built around there was, the great side quests that they had built up as well, and just the overall establishment of like everything going on there. Okay. chef's kiss top match Um, but I've now pushed into um the actual forbidden West now and man. It's good. Okay. It is good i'm and so i spent about 20 hours on primarily just side quest stuff and now i'm pushing the main quest and i was it's a little i don't want to say all over the place but it, it's struggling to find its footing when it has this balancing this interesting threat that's new um for you and like it's changing up a lot of the lore that you thought you knew Okay. And and so it's trying to balance that on top of clan politics as well. That you're trying to navigate where essentially like you find you're looking for something and you speak with the chief of oh, what's it the I'm gonna mess up the Tanru clans, the three clans, and he was like, Yeah, I know what you want. The uh, Only way I'm going to give it to you and let you see that is if um, you help fight this war for me and squash this rebellion that's rising up across my, across these three clans. Like, okay. You've named your price. Here's my price. I find it very interesting. But in terms of like the main story, balancing that tone, it's, it's kind of like, okay, we're dealing with high like, fantasy sci-fi. Down to like game of thrones which is very fun i'm digging both sides but it's just such a flip at times where it's just like tonally it's kind of a little everywhere and so that's why i wasn't pushing it as much because the side quests stay very grounded in the world yeah um like in plain song you come across this old um this older warrior and you find out he was essentially like it sounds um, he came to Plain Song to like train their warriors from the Tanru clan. I'm, I know I'm saying that wrong. Gosh,
0: I'm,
1: <laughs> it I'm like that's, I'm sorry. I that's can't. Time.
0: I'm I'm not a whole lot of help considering I haven't played Forbidden West, but I do enjoy just listening to you uh, say it. The Tenkoth, Tenkoth, the tenkath. tenakh tenakh
1: is the Tanakh. Yes. Tanakh. So he's a former warrior, the Tanakh, and he came to plain Song and he's training them and he stumbles across essentially younglings of the Tanakh. Okay. Um, and one of them is like blinded and their whole thing is like, we can't go back because they'll kill him kind of the thing. And okay. it's you like figuring out like, okay, like let's see if we can get like supplies for you so y'all can live out in the wild. And it's all these different things and it's like this balance of like, Here's these younglings, here's this old, like this older man and it's like generations colliding and beginning to work together. And then also out in the desert, you, you very much do play game of thrones and have to like decide a new clan leader, like in a worldly oh, wow. area, of the forbidden West. Um, I looked it up and it was like, no, there's no way to like resolve the situation and you're given like both sides very like plain, and it's up to you. To essentially like roll with like whoever you think is best. Okay. Um yeah. And so like stuff like that, I am digging. It is yeah. fun, it's engaging, it keeps the story at a very understandable level and keeps the tone very consistent throughout. And on top of that, combat all that combat is just top notch. It is yes. tight. Yeah slick it's a lot of fun it's everything that zero dawn was just refined to a far better polish and gone was where you could almost like brute force your way through an encounter if that makes Mm -hmm. sense yeah now it's like far more tactical now like if you're just shooting arrows and just hitting the body you're doing no damage like at all it's all on removing machine parts chipping away off armor and hitting them with their elemental weaknesses to cause essentially, like, overloads and explosions. That's yep. the only way you're going to, like, effectively beat any, I would say, like, second to third tier machine and up. Like, okay. You have your usual, like, watchers and, like, burr. Actually, there's no watchers. It's just burrers who have taken over watchers in this game. It's, like, your basics. You uh. can still, like, one-shot them in the eye, but essentially everything else, like, and up is like no you have to be chipping off parts of it if you want to take it down in a quick fashion and interesting i i think that's so much better than what it was before where i'm like i could really just cheese this fight because i'm struggling yeah yeah now all that's to say i did come across my first uh tremor tusk my first mammoth earlier okay i was doing the main story um because it's now back into like plan politics and full on Game of Thrones in it. And I'm digging that. And so for one of them, it's like, okay, well, we need a cannon and the rebels have a cannon. And, oh, it's on this tremor tusk. We have, to get, we have to take the tremor tusk down. Okay. And so we were talking about this a little bit before time, but if you played Zero yep. Dawn, the big, 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 big machine was the Thunderjaw in that game. It oh, yeah. was the. Yeah. Crème de la crème, like this is like how I'm going to test my skills is by taking this bad boy down. They have gone and made thunderjaws like just common enemies in this game. I've come across like five, I think, different sites so far. I can think of like three or four off the top of my head of just like I'm, if I want to fight a thunderjaw, like it's right there, you kind can of find a thing. It. Yeah, yeah. But the trimmer tusk is like, the Thunderjaw and Crack. It has <laughs> extra lasers, it's, it has tusk, it's beefier, and its weak points are far harder to hit. You okay. can't just, like, yeah, you can't just rip them off with, like, a sound tear arrow. It's, like, these little, like, you see where the rockets are coming, but you have to wait for it to open. Okay. And you have to wait and see where that spark is and, like, knock the spark
0: out, kind okay. of a thing. And, and they, and, aren't there um i mean i guess it kind of depends but it, at least in some of their gameplay stuff i mean those are the enemies that there are people riding. there's also people on there yeah, who are people shooting riding you on too. it shooting and so yeah it's i mean
1: safe to say it's extremely difficult yeah yeah um i did cheese this fight because pro tip it, most rebel camps or in a mission like this there's going to be some sort of enemy like gun like I found this uh Ravager like rail gun and I just went to town like to, uh trying to with that and took took out like half of its health like in an instant. So that worked really well. Um so kind of choosing it but then also there's tons of stuff on the ground to do elemental damage and like build that up really quickly that I took advantage of. And it was a lot of fun though. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I took it down like let's freaking go. Like yeah. this was hype. Like I um, and so I mean it's just good all of, uh, the quality of life stuff is so much better having the glider makes it infinitely better the fact that yeah. I can climb all the way up something and be like wow like that was cool and just leap and like glide down in yeah. yeah. you know a 20th of the time it took to get up there mind-blowingly like how much better that is yeah. than yeah. having to climb all the way down um yeah yeah it's just it's good it is really good it's not quite 10 out of 10 i think for the reasons i listed before but it is like it's good that's my only complaint is that it's story main quest wise is just a little bit all over the place though okay. i do think it tackles like really interesting topics of sorry i'm now i'm just rambling but this is something (laughs) i do really enjoy um aloy knows of the old ones of like the past she knows how everything Mm -hmm. came to be essentially and so she's very much aware like these aren't gods this is an ai that was built to like save the world but the rest of her friends the rest she comes across views them as deities views them as and it's so much of like her just being like you can see also the facial animations in this game are incredible. I've never seen anything quite like this, like talking naughty, naughty dog levels of just like even random NPCs, like emotional reactions to things is extreme quality. Um, But it's her like wrestling with like, how do I tell them? Like, like what you view as like the 10 is just war propaganda that was all around Las Vegas. Like, these aren't, like, ten, like, legendary deities. And the thing is her, you can see, like, almost the inner turmoil of, like, Mm -hmm.
2: because
1: Aloy's very much a character who, for better or worse, wants to be right. Yeah. And kind of knows she's right. But it's her, like, how do I go about this without just being, like, a total a-hole? Like, you know, it's not my place to tell you, like, what this is. Like, that's your choice. Like, I'm not gonna we're going to, I'm going to roll with this and we're going to go forward on it. It's just so interesting to see because she attempts to talk with Varl early on and he's just so confused. He's like your friend who's along on the ride. When he's yeah. like, What do you mean? And you can see it's the first time where she's just like, maybe this isn't the best time for me to have you have a midlife crisis, <laughs> your personal yeah. faith. Maybe I should just help you and kind of go forward. And that's just like, the good thing for me to do. Maybe that's yeah. just like being the good person in this
0: situation. Instead of have to be like the right one. Right. And there's yeah. a, I mean, not to spoil anything about the frozen wilds DLC, but it, at the end of it, I mean, there's essentially that conversation yeah. mm-hmm. that happens where it's just like, I mean, it's ironically, it's Aloy giving the advice to someone else, but it's like, you know, yeah, there's like, people are going to think you're a deity and the truth will come out eventually. Um, just, you know, if use your best judgment, like (laughs) use it in the situation. And yeah, I mean, I, I, it is a thing that is very like having, there were a couple of big story beats that not necessarily that I forgot about, just like, just what the, the, what some of the finer details were of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, a lot of the, um, a lot of the setup for the entire zero dawn project and what that means and stuff like really does send a lot of shockwaves into the entire, like spirituality of the entire people of this Mm -hmm. world. And so like, yeah, I imagine like wrestling with that more and having like expanding on that a lot more has got to be pretty interesting. Um, and it is, I mean, it's interesting too, that you, cause I've heard, um, cause I, I feel like I'll, when I play it, I feel like I'll land in a similar camp that you do, especially with like some of the, some of the, um, you know, here's the sci-fi main story over here. Here's the game of Thrones, like politics over here. Here's like all Mm. of this kind of stuff. But I mean, I've heard people who have been like a little bit negative on some of the, um, more faction like, uh, tribal warfare like mm. stuff like all of that kind of thing. Which or the tribal politics stuff, which like I don't know. I mean, people have different opinions, but personally, like I mean, that sounds sounds interesting to me. Like going through, um, Zero Dawn again, like it was. Now, granted, like. I didn't go through any of the side quests this time around. And there was plenty of stuff that I missed um, that I may have missed the first time too, whenever I played it years ago. But like, you know, a lot of the tribe stuff is relatively superficial like mm-hmm. the Nora and the Karja and the Shadow Karja and the Asaram like you you get a general picture of where they land and some of their history but it's not like this really deep thing it's not really like it and i mean there were times where i wanted that to expand and so having you know something in Forbidden West where it's like hey here's all this stuff and we're really kind of like digging into it some like to me that sounds interesting so yep. i'm glad to hear that you liked it a good bit because that's a part that genuinely sounds like really compelling to me well i mean here's i think which is also
1: an incredible part of the game is that you can just really skip a lot of that stuff okay so i would i spent probably like 10 hours in plain song there's really only like four missions in plain song maybe three it's essentially like you get there you meet with the council Ish goes south and the main story kind of just goes from there and you resolve it rather quickly. And it's one of those things of there's like these dialogue choices where there's like eight different choices where it just gives you mountain, mountains and mountains of lore. Okay. Like, here's what's happening here. Here's what's happening here. Like you can go from there. And if you don't want to do the whole game of Thrones politics things, like you can just skip on like that decision I had to make with the clan leader. I stumbled across it. I got into the forbidden, like the true forbidden West saw a Mm -hmm. settlement out in the distance. I want to go there while there. This guy was like, Hey, like we're running out of water. It's very mad Max. Like we have no water. Only way to get it is to get these machine hearts and return them. And if you do that, um, like that'll be an immense help. And I'm like, great. I did that. Then he complains about his clean leader. I'm like, Oh, okay. Whatever. Stumbling, you know, just mind on one thing, come across another settlement. Guess who's there? The clan leader. And she was like, oh, that guy He's <laughs> always stirring up trouble, kind of the thing. This and it turns guy itself, again. It's kind of what that, it kind of how it goes from there. And like you learn a little bit more of what's going on and kind of unfolds from there. And I just stumbled across this. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of hard not to because both of these, the first settlement, I think you could easily just run past and not think too much about the second one is. In, the middle of the desert with like hundreds of like old solar panels surrounding it and like a circle. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. What's going on there? Kind of the thing. Yeah. I'm like, I I'm going there. Like there's, there's no reason for me not to go there. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how that one unfolded. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's good. Also just random. You're in the desert. And so the whole time, like, when they're, you're in the snow, it shows, like, snow all over Aloy and, like, on her armor when it's just normal weather, like, mm-hmm. she's out and about. In the desert, it shows a cutscene. It's, like, her visibly, like, sweating. There's, like, <laughs> sweat pouring down. I'm, like, this is a small detail, but I mm-hmm. appreciate it yeah. a ton. The fact that it's, like, hey, we know you're in the desert. Homegirl is not doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at all. Yeah. Good Man, deal. it's cool. Okay, it is. Good I'm glad you're. I'm
0: glad you're enjoying it
1: a lot. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've seen like playtime wise, most people have beaten the game mm-hmm. at like my runtime now, and I'm like, you know, it might be a minute for me. You, it, it might be a hot minute.
0: And yeah, I don't mind that. Well, and we'll. I'll. I'll expand on it a little bit once we talk start digging into some on Elden Ring, but I mean like, yeah, it's, I think it is a good thing when an open world game can genuinely click with you Mm -hmm. because like, I feel like open world games in general for a long time have gotten to this point where it just feels like space to have space with a massive checklist of things to do. Yes. Like, Mm -hmm. and and I mean, like, no offense to Horizon Zero Dawn, but like that was, and I, I mean, I know that I was in on it with a mission this time, but that was my thing the first time. Was like I came off of Zero Dawn, having played Breath of the Wild, and I didn't feel that desire to explore and to like see all, like see everything over the next hill. Like I just saw it as like a checklist, you know, mm. and. And that's what didn't set well with me the first time with horizon zero dawn. And some of that was unfair just because like horizon wasn't trying to reinvent the wheel. They were trying to be like a really good kind of established version of what's going on. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think so often so many of those games do just kind of end up landing in that camp where like as much as you and I really enjoyed assassin's creed Valhalla, um, I enjoyed a lot of the moments and stuff. Like there, are pl- there are so much of that game that I did yes. not do and didn't care to do. Like the things that I cared to do, I did. I did all the cult stuff. I did right. some of the like the stuff that I wanted to do. I did, and that's nice. Like it's nice that there's so much stuff and you have the variety there to be able to do it. But I mean, there are parts of me that barely even feels like I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla because there's just so much I didn't (laughs) do. There's so much there. Right. And, and I think like, I don't know. I don't think there's necessarily like that. It's wrong to put it that way, but I know that a lot of people have felt that fatigue for a long time because it is just kind of like, it feels just, you know, it, it feels like content for content's sake. Kind of like Dying Light 2 and it's 500 500 hours hours of playtime, like, you know, honorific. Like it's not being seen as the more time we can like take from you, suck you into this thing, then that equates to good and equates to quality. And it doesn't necessarily, um, but, you know, say all that to say. Like the fact that you are clicking so hard with Forbidden West and that you have that desire to go over the next hill and to see all the things there are, like, I think that's I think that's the mark of something really good in that genre.
1: And I think I don't think this is anything new either, but I think where it really succeeds so much is that there's there are tons of these markers and there's the side quest markers. You'll go up, you'll talk to someone who's given you essentially the side quest, but instead of like where a lot of games just throw you into it. it's like, hey, you've chosen side quests, you're gonna do it. It's like, here's the setup, here's what's going on. We'd love your help. And it's more of you get more info and then you tell them if I'm around there, um, I might check it out and see what's going on. And boom, you can go check into your menu, you see which uh you always get skill points to help level up whenever you do side quest. It shows you the rewards, XP, all that. But it's like you don't have to do it. It's like here's your setup for what this would be if you want right. to do that. Yeah, you don't have to do it now and it's not going to show up as soon as you, it doesn't even like force you to like toss it onto like your screen. as like your main objective. It's like, here it is. If you want to do it, it shows up under side quests. Just click on it and you can go do it. You know, what you kind of know the layout of what you're getting into, right. at least like the early bits of it. Like a lot of them do flip on their head, which is good storytelling. I think um, for a majority of them, but it's, I've never sitting here like, Oh, like there's this person calling me down in a game like Red Dead 2. If I'm clicking on that, like I'm doing that side quest, there is no, yeah. Yeah. there is no like, oh, I'll come back to this later. So, no, you're doing it now. And all yeah. these are very yeah. much like, hey, here, here it is. We'd, we'd love for you to do it. If you don't, uh, that's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't worry about it. And I think that's where it really succeeds is that it gives you the agency to decide how you want to spend your time without feeling like you're missing anything either. Right. Very nice. So, I love it. Yeah.
0: Good Forbidden deal, West. sir. I'll talk more about it next week. Yeah. Once you're <laughs> further into the Forbidden West, still playing. Halfway yeah, yeah. done. Maybe. maybe, if that. Maybe. Yeah. But um but Corey, do you want me. To, do you want me to take a big steaming dump on Forbidden West with the best game ever made? <laughs> Elden Ring. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Hit me with um, your mountain of spiciness. Yeah. I so I say all that. Like, I haven't played a ton of Elden Ring. I don't have these big like 10 out of 10 thoughts yet, just because I I really I'm really scratching the surface. Um for people who have played Elden Ring and are familiar, I am at Margit the Fell. Um, that is the boss that I've gotten to. So much um, like a Souls game. Yeah. Um. All. So, which I believe is supposed to be considered like the first mandatory boss. Like I think up until that point, like you can, like, I th- I think this is probably like maybe this would be like the third or fourth boss that I have fought. Um, but the ones prior to that have been optional. They've been like ones that I've just found in a cave
2: somewhere.
0: (laughs) Um, but so that, you know, that kind of gives you a little bit of indication. I'm three, four hours in, I've had a little bit of like, I've explored, I've done, you know, very little of the kind of main focus, but my big takeaway is that legitimately like, yeah, it is, it is very much a dark souls game with big breath of the wild energy um and by that i mean and not even as a like back of the box quote but i mean that like in the way that i feel about breath of the wild because you know as i was saying earlier like breath of the wild was a game that felt very special to me because whenever i was playing it I legitimately did want to explore. I wanted to see just for the sake of exploring. I wanted to see what was over on the other side of this mountain, what that cool place was off in the distance. Um regardless of the reward, regardless like I just wanted to know and be a part of that world. And I don't feel that a lot in modern games. Like modern games feel very like like I said, they feel like checklists, like big open worlds feel mm-hmm. like checklists in a lot of, in a lot of cases. And it doesn't feel like I'm enticed to go somewhere unless I'm getting something for it. Um, and so far in Elden Ring, like it's giving me a lot of those breath of the wild vibes where I do genuinely want to explore. Now, granted I'm a lot more trepidatious to do in because in Breath of the Wild, like, it was, you know, the worst thing that I came across would be, like, a camp of bokoblins that, like, I was running away from. The worst thing that could happen here is a dragon swoops out of the sky and plucks me off my horse and, like, yeets me off in the distance. Like, I mean, it's, it's... It's a big difference. Yeah, so I'm a little, like, I'm a little bit more wary to just, like, rush blindly into things, but like Mm -mm. the, the big, I mean, the big takeaway for me has been, it is dark souls meets breath of the wild, but also significantly more accessible. And like, I think generally, and I think that's where a lot of the praise comes from is like, generally just kind of like, Not for everyone, but the closest any Dark Souls has been to that Mm -hmm. Um, because it does actively like there are more like tooltips that kind of pop up about some of the systems than I've seen before. Um, The fact that, like, there are entire areas, like, you're not constrained down. I mean, there are are areas that are very old-school Dark Souls. Like, you go into this castle, you're winding along this thing, you're getting to the boss at the end. Like, it's very set up in that fashion. But the open world is very, like, here's this camp over here, here's this village over here, here's this thing. And, like, yeah, if you go into that village... And you fight them down and you go into that, like, you know, you go down that, like those stairs into the basement and you open that chest, like you're going to find something really cool. Um, And maybe it's going to be something like huge, like really, I mean, really neat. Um, But you don't have to. And like, if you go through that and like you're beating your head against the wall and you can't figure it out, like you can just leave, you can go somewhere else. You don't, you're not having to go through that. And I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, Margit the fell, the boss that I'm at is on the path toward the, I guess the first like big boss. There are like five big quote unquote Mm. bosses in the game. Um, And like, he's on the way to that, but the amount of, content and distance between him or between the beginning of the game and him is relatively small. I feel like, um, right. that you have to do because you could literally just beeline virtually kind of straight to him from the start if you wanted to and not really have a whole lot of resistance along the way. And I think that that's the thing is like that in combination with, um, more generous like checkpoints more generous like because they have the bonfires are called uh, touches of grace i think now um there there are more of them but even beyond that there are these little like statues that function as checkpoints so when you die and there's one nearby you have the option of choosing which one you spawn at um so you could potentially like have not seen a touch of grace in a while, but you could be near one of those statues. And if you were to die, you could just resurrect at that, right. like pretty close by. Um, plus there's not like a hollowing system or anything like that. So whenever you die, you're not losing like max health. You're not being penalized in that way. Just um, losing runes to my, you're losing runes and you're using, you're losing like durability on equipment and stuff, but it, like it's, okay. it's normal stuff. Yeah. Um, But it it very much feels like I, okay, if I go into these woods or I go over here and a dragon does swoop down and fight me and smash me into the earth, like, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like, I don't have to run all the, like, I don't have to spend the next 15 minutes running back. I don't have to get over here. Like, I can just okay, now I just go the opposite direction. <laughs> I go somewhere else. And there's something like, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I think as somebody who has played Dark Souls games for a while, like it's a little jarring at first because it does feel very, like it feels very confusing. Like I mm-hmm. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. It's supposed to just be this, linear thing like I'm just going through a castle and now I'm supposed (laughs) to be like wandering around. But there is something that's very it feels very magical in that way because it's like there's so much just hidden stuff. And it still has a lot of that Dark Souls like sensibilities. Case in point, you know Breath of the Wild, I mean again, worst thing you find, you go over here, you find like a chest or something. It's going to be something good. And you may just right. find like a couple of bacoblins. Um, But in my first couple of hours playing, I like wandered into this cave and I went downstairs and I fought my way through it. There's a chest at the end. I opened the chest and it was like, Oh no, you got caught in a teleporter trap. And then it teleported me like two biomes over <laughs> into a cave that yeah. was like where what? there were these guys just mining. and they were, like, the, I guess, like, wardens or whatever would one-shot me, and I couldn't get out. Like, I couldn't, I kept trying to escape and figure my way, and they would just keep getting me. And whenever I finally got out of there, like, it was, I mean, it was like a swamp. It was bloody, and, like, it was this mess, and I was like, what the hell? Where am I? What's going on? Like, it still has... Right. It still has that, like, it still has that, like, you know, almost like virtually like the sense of humor of the developers where it's just like, Oh, you know, now we're going to throw you all the way over here. Like yeah. now you gonna we're going to, right. Like it still has that stuff. It still has that same energy. It's not like happy go lucky and all bright colors the way that like something else could be. Um, but it just seems generally more accessible. It seems like there are so many more options in the way that you're able to approach things and the way that you're able to do things that like, if you're somebody who's been put off by from software games because of the difficulty or because of the structure of it, it feels like something that you could get into now because of the fact that it is just like it's more open. It gives you more opportunity to like take a step back, not get frustrated, try something new, do something else and still be rewarded for it. Um, now, I mean, if your if your reservations with dark souls has been, I don't like the way that it plays or whatever, like that's not any different. Like it feels like playing dark souls. Um, combat's the same. All of that stuff's the same. Like, so, I mean, if, if you didn't like that, then I like, Cookies. Stu- right. I mean, it's still more of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I am genuinely just interested in figuring out what's, what's going on. Like all of the new stuff, terrified of some of it. Like have I have that swamp place in the back of my mind, having been there. And don't look forward to going back there. Um, but like, I'm interested in seeing like what it's all about because I didn't, I just I sprinted out of my there. way. Right. I just got on my horse so, and this is a like, big went. Nope. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, um, you know, sorry for, for people who are way farther in and went um, some more specifics. Like, don't have them don't have like ton of experience yet, but at least so far, like I am genuinely enjoying it. And I feel like it's a while very different, like it is something that if you really dug on breath of the wild for a lot of the stuff that breath of the wild was like was celebrated for, then you may also really get into Elden ring in a big way.
1: I'm, I'm wondering at the developers mm, I, this cause everything I'm hearing is like if you've always been hesitant about dark souls, like, mm-hmm. and like from software, this is the time to take the step into the water and see yeah. if it's for you. Like, this is the most, um, accessible game. This is like the one that's the most forgiving and the one that just like gives you that freedom to really enjoy what's there. I wonder if yeah. they look at or looked at Sekiro, which I think you could argue believe and probably, sp- be very confident in saying it was the least accessible game that from yeah. software put out far more than most difficult, most time consuming and like mastering. Yeah. Because that is a game you have to master. That isn't a game that you can just like simply be okay or good at. You have yeah. to like know it inside and out. And if they saw a lot of the complaints from people of like, this is just like too much for me to, enjoy i want to be able to get into this game i want to be able to enjoy it but it's just i can't i don't have the time i don't have the energy it's too difficult i wonder if they saw a lot of that and was just like you know what screw it we're gonna make a game that still keeps our core principles in mind but also it's gonna be a game for people to be able to get into this and enjoy like you want a dark souls game that anyone can play like here we're gonna make that for you and it's still gonna be dark souls but it's gonna be something that anyone can step into And there isn't going to be – there's still a barrier to entry, but it's no longer like the brick wall that that was – that seemed to be was going to be there after Sekiro. Yeah. And so I I think it seems like a conscious decision, and I hope it was. I'm just wondering, like, okay, did they make that, like, intentional, or is this just, like, Breath of the Wild was amazing? Let's do that but Dark Souls.
0: Yeah. And I imagine there was, like – I mean, I imagine there had to be some of those conversations because I mean the way that it is structured, it is a thing where I mean, it's not like you couldn't grind it out and over level everything in Dark Souls, but for you to do that, it would be very tedious because mm-hmm. you would have to be like running the same areas and doing and farming all this stuff and like just over and over trying actively to overlevel. And with Elden Ring, it very much feels like it's a thing where You know, you could go off in three directions and clear it out and get to some big, massive, nasty boss in each of those areas and get beaten down over and over and still have new areas to go where you can do like, yeah, you're leveling up. You're doing things like you're making your character stronger and better and whatever, but you're actually doing things while you're doing that. You're not grinding it out, but you're exploring, you're finding new areas, you're whatever. Like I imagine that was a very like conscious decision to say, you know, this is potentially like, this is our answer to accessibility. Like Mm -hmm. again, like it doesn't make they, they're probably somebody who is not, as able-bodied, like, could have very specific complaints about, like, some of the control systems or some of the ways that it handles some of those things. I'm not equipped to talk about some of that. Um, But, I mean, it does seem like this is an answer to some of those complaints about Sekiro, where it was, like, Sekiro, yeah, I mean, for better or worse, I know each of those bosses in Sekiro better than I knew any other boss because I had to, there was no margin for me to just like brute force my way through it. Like I had to learn how to fight them because of the way the game was structured. And this very much feels like, you know, you could just go off and explore and do all these things like Margate the fell right now. I feel like I'm not, I shouldn't be there right now. Like, I'm not doing enough damage to him. I'm like, I think that's the core thing. I think I need to upgrade a weapon or something like that, but I could go off. I could get frustrated with him and I could go off for the next 20, 30 hours, go somewhere else. And then over level to the point where I'm like one shotting him, like just boom, just like hit him in the face and he's dead. Like, and it feels like they're giving people that option more so than any other game where it's like, if that is the path that you want, like you want to explore, you want to do this and then just kind of like breeze through some of the big bosses, like that might be relatively possible. Um, and they seem okay with that in a way that like maybe they weren't as much before. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it definitely does feel like the sort of game that people, and I, I think that that's kind of the universal acclaim. I think it's dangerous to have that kind of like discourse around your game because I think it like potentially lets people, it could potentially let people down who see it right. as like, oh, I can get into this too. And like, it's still not the game for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, out of all of the Dark Souls games, Bloodborne, Sekura, like Elden Ring is the closest to being one of those sorts of games where it is like just a universal recommendation.
1: Good. I mean, this is a game I fully intend to play once I wrap Forbidden West. My track record with Souls game isn't the best. I played Dark Souls 1 with friends mm-hmm. in college, like me and my roommates, we played it. Um, mainly one guy played it, but like we all took turns. Sorry, I have to sneeze. Yeah. <coughs> Ooh. Oh, bless you. Um I played through Bloodborne twice now to like the twenty-ish hour mark and haven't beaten go. it either times, but recognized its greatness there. Yeah. Um yeah. Sukiro did not make it far at all. It was just too much of the barrier
0: to entry there. Side, and, I mean, side note while while we're there, after playing Sifu, you should go back and try Sekiro at some point. I probably I think, he, I think it may now, I think it may click with you a little bit more now.
1: I might have a better palette for it now. Yeah. And then Demon Souls beat and absolutely loved Demon yeah. Souls. Love, love, love Demon Souls. So I think I'm in a better place now to tackle a Dark Souls game or a okay. software game. Yeah. And I'm very excited. Very, very excited for Elden Ring. Mainly because of all the hype, but also knowing like, hey, that like any like past like difficulties you have, like they might still be there, but you can avoid them. And, like, you're not going to hit that brick wall and have to just be like, well, I'm not getting past this. Like, this is it. Like, there's yeah. so much more to see and do.
0: When that yeah. was, I mean, Demon Souls, I feel like more than any of them is, like, very much the opposite end of Elden Ring because, like, yeah, I mean, it was a thing where you had these... Because most Dark Souls games are interconnected. You know, they're, like very um you know you can you can wander through this area and go over here and climb up this ladder and now you're in this whole other area or this is Mm -hmm. like this back door entrance to this other thing and demon souls was very much like it's five distinct areas that are all like separated off and portaled off and i think it like created the opportunity for you to be able to go in and kind of like okay, I'm struggling over here. Let me try over here. But I mean, there were times where I was playing it and I had like finished the routes on a couple of them. And then like on the other two or three was just at a wall. It was just like, I can't, swap. I can't get through it. And then like, right. Yeah. And then it was like, well, where else can I go? Like what other option do I have other than just to go grind somewhere? And and so like, yeah, I mean, Elden Ring definitely feels like this opportunity to, okay, like instead of grinding, quote unquote, go off and explore, try somewhere else. Like you'll level up, you'll find new things, you'll be better equipped to come back and handle this later, but go do something like enjoyable and fun and find something new rather than just like yeah, grinding it out and watching the numbers go up and then getting to the point where you can just hit better your way right Mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm excited i'm excited to kind of see more learn more see what else is going on and um because i mean that's that's also a huge element too that i always really enjoy with from software games is just they're very vague and kind of i guess like esoteric in the way that they're yeah structured where it just feels like i mean it it since they barely tell you anything you want to know what's going on like who's this character what's over here they're not going to tell me even if i ask somebody and they mention it they're still not really going to tell me so i need to go figure this out for yeah, myself yeah. um so yeah i'm i'm excited to kind of see um more of what the world has to has to share and show and uh i'm excited for it nice yeah i'm yeah.
1: excited for you excited for me and um, all hail the
0: Elden Lord! Oh yes, yes. <laughs> the The one and only. Long may he live. Um, yeah. but Corey, that's that's about all I have. Um, do you want to take a break for a moment and come back with just some some extra bits if you have them? Yeah, yeah. I'm down. Sure, do it. we'll be right back. Alrighty, we're back, Corey. I don't really have any. Extra bits. I, my, okay. <laughs> my life is <laughs> very just, I, I mean, we're, we're watching reruns of, uh, new girl right now We're yeah. um, which, I mean, I guess I can make that my extra bit. Like new girl for a number of years has essentially taken over as my like comfort show. Like for you a long sure time. I have- mean, it was like, it was like the office or parks and rec. um, Community at points has been that my wife doesn't like community, so that's not something that we really can enjoy together. Um, psych is also a big one for me that, like, I find a lot of comfort in, but my wife also doesn't like, so it's not like it's something that we're regularly watching. Um, but New Girl is a show that we both love and we, um, probably watch all the way through at least once a year. Um, so, so yeah, if you haven't seen nice. new girl, um, it's, you know, it's got, it's got weak stuff. And I know people have like opinions about certain seasons or su- certain arcs or whatever, but generally like overall, show. very, very good. Very funny. show. Nice. Yeah. New girl. Great. Yeah. Really what good.
1: you got? Um, let's see. Well, I saw uncharted before Ooh. we recorded last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that should say everything there is to say. <laughs> <laughs> i forgot to even bring it up um but you know it's one of those things where it's like i don't know if this is good but i mm-hmm. enjoyed it if that makes sense like nothing about it was like i'm just here's the thing about uncharted is that it is inspired off of classic movies such as like indiana jones or the Mummy. Yep. stuff along those lines Where they're like, let's make this a video game. Let's bring, like, the big screen to the small screen. And it's going to be a video game. And it's going to be anywhere from 10 to 20 hours. And the story is very tight. Action is good. Puzzles are fun. And that's uncharted. And the problem is, is now that they've taken that 10 to 20 hour story and tried to turn it into a two hour blockbuster, which is like, I've seen this on the big screen. And I've seen it done a lot better. And, yep. you know, it's one of those things I've seen people be like, if I'm, if Hollywood can't get uncharted, right, there's no hope for video game movies. I'm like, there's, I don't know if uncharted was the one to do it because it's the one who brought movies to the console kind of a thing. <laughs> and you can't take this 20 hour low trotting adventure and make it into a successful two hour adventure. In my opinion, still very fun, still like, like enjoyable, but
0: to say it was good, I think would be disingenuous. Um, Yeah. I, so I haven't seen it, but the thing that struck me from the trailers, um, like I was very, I am over the moon in love with the Uncharted series. Always have been like um, just adore it for everything. Um, But I've had zero interest in seeing this movie. Um, I wish I had some interest in seeing this movie, but I haven't. Um, And a lot of that is like, I think, I think you kind of like hit the nail or like, you know, kind of circled around some of my thoughts about it, where it's like Uncharted was based on, like some of these big blockbuster movies, like it built it video game. It made a video game out of some of those stories and did it really well. And the uncharted movie doesn't feel like a, like we're going to take this source material and return it to its roots and make it like use these characters and make a, an Indiana Jones or a mummy. Like we're making a movie based off of the video game based off of the movies. Like it very much seems like a video game movie instead Mm -hmm. of being a movie that later inspired the video game that it's based on, if that makes any sense. Like, yes. And I feel like that, like to me again, having not seen it, like that is the thing that seems the, like the biggest turnoff is like trying to, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing with a lot of video game movies is that they feel like, video game movies. Like, I know it sounds weird without describing, but it's like, I feel like uncharted could have felt like an Indiana Jones or, um, like, I mean, use a recent example, like the jungle cruise movie with the rock. And like, it could have felt like something, even though that's based off of like a Disney ride, it feels like a movie it feels like its own story, even Mm -hmm. though it has inspiration outside of like where something that is just a ride, you know, like if I think it could have done something like that, where it like really, really embraced that source material and just elevated it. But rather it just feels like, Oh, we're telling a story that's based off of this video game. So it needs to kind of like feel like a video game in some ways when in reality, like, the opposite should be true. Um and I think that's the only way that they're going to get to the point where like video game movies actually start being good is when they're not when they're treated in the same way. Like right. same thing as like book adaptations. If you were to take the same care into it as you did like a Harry Potter or like a Hunger Games or whatever, I mean like I didn't like the Hunger Games movies, but like plenty of people did. Um, mm. you know, you take that level to it where then it becomes, it takes on a life of its own. Like people argue about like the, what's better, the Harry Potter movies, the Harry Potter books, you know, like whenever you're able to like (laughs) create, whenever you're able to create this, like this level of fandom around it because of like what you've made based on that source material, like that's at the point that I think it's worth a movie. and like i think there's also an argument to be made about like should should everything that does get a movie actually get a movie like right should should that happen should we be doing that and that's the like that's the issue is that a lot of times the answer is no it's you know we're not bringing anything new to the table harry potter like even though most people feel like the books are better like the movies brought something new to the table. It felt like this is a worthwhile addition to this. Like, even though they're retellings, like they're worthwhile additions to this mythos and this world and everything. Like if it doesn't do that, then is it really worth putting all the time and effort into making a movie? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed that the uncharted movie didn't cause I, I like Tom Holland and I like, um, I was going to say, I like Mark Wahlberg. I don't Mark Wahlberg's fine. He's, He's okay. I could take him or leave him. He's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was to, like, I I wanted to, I want, I want to like it. I know still, I mean, I could love it. I don't know. I need to see it. Um, just so I can at least like have that opinion. But, um, yeah. I think it runs into a lot of problems
1: of like, I I like Tom Holland. I don't know if he was the best casting. Mark Wahlberg didn't really capture Sully as he is in the games, but also the story is treated as an origin story for Nathan Drake, and it doesn't do a good job of that. And it also takes like essentially a mission or a heist from every one of the games and like pulls that into the movie. So it's like telling a cohesive story, but it is disjointed from my perspective. And it really takes a lot of um, it takes. So there's missions from basically every game in there, but it's predominantly Uncharted 4 at Thieves End, which is like, you know, the swan song to Nathan Drake. And it's like hitting all of the beats, kind of how that game did. And you're just yeah. kind of like, if you're going in, not knowing anything about Uncharted, like you might, you know, pick up on that. But everyone who's played these games are like, where, what are you doing with them? Yeah. Yeah. this whole thing like you could, I guess you could do any of the stories in the order that you wish but it was just poorly done yeah yeah in terms of a um, narrative perspective but, yeah but that's uncharted that's my yeah it's it um outside of that I'm still reading the wheel of time I just finished the third okay. book uh the dragon Very reborn nice. incredible incredible book series I'm really really digging it a lot a lot it's it's really good um so yeah
0: wheel of time
1: go read that do I it know. and
0: then, i am very behind on my reading right now i need to make yeah. more time to read but i, I would to
1: go to read, read. <laughs> i would go read wheel
0: of time and then I'm trying to think
1: last but um certainly not least um you're welcome to chime in on this if you wish you don't have to but you know lots of thoughts I am. Um, lots of um, I'm I'm wishing the best for uh, Ukraine as they are currently mm-hmm. going through um, an invasion from Russia, and it seems it seems as of how I checked last that they that Ukraine has made a lot of progress in repelling that um, the recent yeah. day or so. But lots of thoughts, lots of love being sent their way as their homes trying to be rubbed out from underneath them and is being destroyed so i hope um anyone from there um if uh you're listening i mean you know hoping for the best for you hope you're doing well hope you're doing okay and you know keep fighting keep keeping on keeping on and doing your best um yeah lots of thoughts to them because it's horrendous. yeah
0: um yeah absolutely i mean our Thoughts, prayers, well wishes, um, kind, good energies, everything over to the people there. And also, I mean, the people in surrounding, I mean, Poland is receiving a lot of um, Mm, refugees refugees from there. Um, And I mean, a a lot of the surrounding areas are affected, even if they aren't like directly being invaded. Um, And I mean, that's the thing over here in America that we really i mean don't at no point have really had much of an experience with i mean there there are a number of i mean plenty of countries in europe who have had those sort of experiences where it's just here's this army marching across our border and displacing us like Mm. taking out our homes and cities and you know sending us off to like All of a sudden, have nothing like living as refugees in another country, and for us, like I mean, we've had tragedies, we've had terrorist attacks, and we've had like war have like effects on us, but we don't have people storming our beaches and taking over our towns and sending Mm -hmm. us like displaced. Like it's not an experience that we have, um, and have had, and it's a blessing that we haven't. But it's something that we've really do not have a good grasp on, like, the effect that that has and how, like, frightening that can be. Um So, yeah, it's it's been a terrible thing that all of that's been going on, and um I hope that everybody who is in the areas, whether it's Ukraine or some of the surrounding countries, or even just, I mean, in other parts of Europe who genuinely feel afraid and concerned about, like, how this is how this could affect them and what the repercussions from that. Like, you know, we just, we hope that you're doing well, that you like stay positive, that you like get through this. I know like, again, two guys from America, like we can't, yeah, we, it's that, that only means so much, but, um, we do hope that things improve very soon and that all of this starts to like, turn the other direction mm-hmm. and um start taking a positive spin but um but yeah it's a lot of stuff a lot of stuff lot of is stuff. going on <laughs> and it's
1: oh, didn't have that no more year did not have yeah no more year
0: yeah yeah um but Corey, um i think that is Roughly the end of our show. Yes, it um, is. How, uh, how can people find you on the internet, sir? Uh, you can find me over on Instagram at HashSlingingThrasher or
1: Twitter at StayThrashy. But always, always, always um, follow us over at Arcade underscore Cozy. Let us know what games you're playing. Um, you can see all my Horizon Forbidden West photos I've been posting of why it's the best looking game on PS5 ever. <laughs> and um, yeah. Do it. Follow it. Rick and we our peeps it. find yeah. you Christopher.
0: Uh, you can find me at a uh, four point pixel on Instagram, um, at Swiss Fun Joe on Twitter. You can find us as well at arcade cozy on Instagram and, um, for fans of the show who also pay attention to the four point store, uh, at, FourPointStore.com. Yeah, Corey. Corey is actually wearing one of my shirts right now. Um, Look at that. Um, (laughs) I. um, We're gonna have some new. I don't think it'll happen by the time we next record. But in the next couple of weeks, we will have a new wave of designs for fans of Corey. This will apply to you. For fans of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, and a number Ging! of other things, some indie titles, uh, stuff like that. Um, there will be some good stuff in there for you. Um, so keep an eye out, uh, at four point store on Instagram. Um, but yeah, Corey, this is a show. We, yes, enjoyed it. We had fun. Yep, um, yep. next week, everybody, um, we, I think the original plan had been to kind of dig into some triangle strategy talk i think we're gonna push it i think we're gonna um you know we Corey's obviously gonna have a lot more thoughts about horizon forbidden west i'm gonna have more thoughts about elden Ring. So we're gonna keep on keeping on with some of that discussion and then uh have a little bit more dedicated time to spend with triangle strategy before we uh have some thoughts um Yes, yes, so yeah yes. expect that next week more uh more elden ring more horizon forbidden west um but until then Corey, this has been arcade cozy uh what what do i say life is hectic, hectic. life is life yes. is hectic um yes, life is very why hectic. should your hobbies be too all right let's ooh, do ooh. it bye-bye 29
1: love y'all see ya